The Heart of Art is sponsored in part by the Texas A&M University Art Galleries, which includes the Stark and Forsyth Galleries located inside the MSC. The galleries provide a variety of opportunities to experience art exhibitions, events, and hands-on activities. More information at uart.tamu.edu. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. The Heart of Art, scoping the Brussels Valley for the best artists and bringing them to your radio. Howdy, Aguiland, and welcome back to the KME Studios. My name is Hector Nino, and you're listening to The Heart of Art. Today in the studios, we have an extra special show planned for you. As you may know, this month is Black History Month, and what better way to celebrate it than with a little bit of gospel music? And here to take us to church is Gloria <laughs> Cooks herself. She is a gospel singer, as well as host of her radio show, Paradise Gospel Express, that airs on KAGC's 1510 AM and 97.3 FM, Sundays at 1 PM. And this show has been ongoing for 35 years now. Exactly. Yeah, amazing. Uh, she also hosts her own TV show, Gloria Cooks Gospel TV Show, and that airs on Cable 11, Sundays at 8.30 AM. She is also a very decorated person with Lifetime Achievement Award in 2018, Gospel Music Legendary 2019, and recently in 2022, she was voted Top Influential Woman in the 180 Enterprise Mag. Uh, she is also a member of the Gospel Music Workshop of America, traveling all around the nation for yes. them, yes. and is also a manager of Twins and Friends, who is a local gospel group. And we will be listening to them right after this uh, conversation. All right. So I think that's the intro. It's, it was a long <laughs> one, a long-winded. Yes. But how are you today, Gloria? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm great. I am so excited for this conversation. Yes. I mean, you are such an experienced uh, singer and speaker. Um, I was wondering, has your love for gospel music allowed for all these accomplishments? Or has it been your need to spread God's message? Well, I would say both. Uh, definitely. I love it. I love it. I couldn't have done it, especially this long, if I didn't love it. But yes, I love the gospel music. Uh, it started at a very young age. Uh, you know, as I've heard so many gospel singers, artists say, I started in church at a young age, the little angel choir and went on to the senior choir. Right. But yes, I love gospel music. And I did uh, decide eventually, uh, after I realized I Truly, I had a calling to go ahead and spread the gospel. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've been doing for all these years, 40 plus. Right, yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, so gospel music and that message just come hand in hand for you. Then. Yes, it did. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. All right, well, um, I want to go a little bit into your background and see where that love for gospel was born. So where are you from and where did this love uh, start? I was born, raised right here. Oh, really? In Bryan, Texas. Okay. <laughs> Right. I, I think I was probably uh, born in uh, Wixon Creek or something, but mm -hmm. I've been, that's really a part of Bryan. Right. And uh, so I've been here all my life. Uh, 
uh, my husband and I left for just a little while when he was in uh, he was in the service, and we went to uh, Oklahoma, and we stayed there for a little while. And when he was when his time was up, our time was up. You know, he came. We came back home. So I, I married a homeboy too. He's from Bryant. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we went to school together and uh, high school together and all of that, and that's where we kind of hooked up. Right. Okay. In high school. We've been here most of all of our lives. Okay. And did you have any teachers in the church growing up? Any special uh, teachers that taught you how to sing or did it just come naturally? It was natural. It was a gift. It's a talent and a gift. (laughs) So thank God. Well, my parents, my mom sang. Then I had an aunt in the family that sang. You know, they church choir singers and all of that. They never did pursue musical careers or anything, Mm -hmm. but they did sing and they sang very well. So I would say that. I hooked up the talent from them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and did you have any like um, gospel inspirations early on? Any groups that you would listen to? Well, uh, and of course, at the time when we first began, when I first began, it was mostly the tr- traditional groups, which are now legendary groups mm-hmm. uh, that was back in the day. And uh, one of the things I can say that with my di- various groups that we've sang with, we've sang on the stage with most of those uh, legends back in in that day of uh, many of them gospel my favorites the Williams brothers and the gospel uh, Jackson Southern Airs and Shirley Caesar and those were of course they're traditional now they're up age but we sang with most of all of them mighty clouds of joy uh, someone we even sang with uh, I have you know my girls were just twins they even sang with Kurt Franklin I know you may know you may be familiar with Kurt Franklin mm-hmm. okay so yes we've even sang on stage with him Wow. And uh, so we've had a pretty interesting, uh, exciting career. Right. I mean, and you've dedicated your whole life to this. Really. My whole life. Uh, what, what was the point that you knew that you wanted to do this for life? Was there a point like that? Uh, early on, very early. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, I started singing in my church choir. And then, uh, of course, I was so inspired by gospel groups that I that was in the area at that time singing. And eventually I, I realized this is what I want to do. And so I did organize my first group, and it was back in the early 80s, uh, and we were called the Voices of Hope. And uh, we sang for a while, and then it was another group, the Voices, the, uh, the Anointed Gospel Heirs. Mm-hmm. And from that group, that's when I formed my first Anointed Angels group, which oh. was uh, young, young kids. And most of those, the parents was a part of the Anointed Gospel Heirs. <laughs> but uh, it all just started years ago, and it, the flow just continued right yeah i mean you've had your radio show now for 35 plus years yes i mean i'm wondering what events led to you having your own show there well it it, like i said it's all about gospel music Mm -hmm. i love gospel music and uh so i first began it was a a gentleman in our area a pastor uh he became a bishop and uh he invited me to uh, help him on his show it basically was he was an announcer Gilmore spiritual hour and uh, he invited me to come and help him with the announcements and so forth on his show and so it was something of course I, I you know I love gospel music he knew that I'd been singing for years so I did that uh, for maybe a couple of years and uh, so that was my start and so when he didn't no longer need uh, my services uh, I'm like now this is something I really want to do so, you know, I'm like, Lord, uh, and I knew, of course, I didn't go to school for it or anything, but I knew that I could do it. I yeah. knew it because that gift was there. So uh, I went and talked to Bob and Judy Bell, uh, and they at that time owned KAGC Radio. Oh. 
And uh, I just went and talked to him. I just prayed about it, went in, took a chance, as they call it. It was like I said, it was predestined. And so uh, they called me back and said, Gloria, uh, would you like to come in? And I didn't know at that time, but they were a new radio station. They were like, they hadn't been in uh, service for maybe about two years. So they were new. But uh, I went in and I talked to them and they hired me on to do the gospel show on KAGC. And I'm going to tell you a little secret. I, when I first started, I thought, because it's a Christian family radio station, Mm -hmm. so they played Christian music. I wanted to do gospel, so I come in. But my first idea was, okay, now I'm going on this Christian radio station, so I'm going to have to come up with some Christian music, some gospel music, you know, some all. And to my surprise, uh, Judy called me in, and she said, Gloria, she said, listen, we have Christian music going every day, mm-hmm. and we really love gospel music. We love that music that you're playing, gospel. So she said, don't worry about playing the other music, just play gospel. Right. And so I said, okay. And so I did. You know, I just started playing gospel. And and when she would be there, because they connected, the house was connected to the station. Mm-hmm. And sometime I'd be playing the gospel music, and Judy would just come through just a dancing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so they really did enjoy it. Wow. So, yeah, so I, that's just a little, you know, mm-hmm. little story. I mean, that's interesting that you mentioned uh, Christian music and gospel music. And I was wondering, what is the difference between the two? What does gospel music have that Christian music doesn't? No, they both have the same thing. Oh, but it's just that the Christian music is more, I guess you would say, the uh, the white music or it's sang by the other races, mm-hmm, uh, right. mostly like... Uh, what is that? The the Grant Amy Grant. It's 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 good music, mm-hmm. but it's just that the gospel music is mostly like black artists. Right. Mm-hmm. We we do the black gospel artists, but of course we do it all too. But that's the difference, though. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's a little different in the genres. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay, so just an ethnic thing. Right. Gospel music is for black people. Well, well, well we won't say it's. For black people, because it's changed. Right. Now, you know, you have artists, uh, Christian artists that's doing gospel, and mm-hmm. you have uh, uh, you have gospel uh, artists that's doing Christian music. Mm-hmm. You know, B.B. Uh, Winans and all of them, they're more like doing the Christian music type music. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gospel has like a traditional upbeat tempo type of thing. You know, it's just a little more groove to it. Right. But we have a lot of artists, the Christian artists that sing gospel as well. Mm-hmm. So we cannot just say, well, it's just for us, black right. or mm-hmm. whatever. But that's just basically, you know, the genre of it. Yeah, I mean, gospel traditionally, you know, came about in African-American churches. So right. I can imagine that it's definitely a cultural specific. Definitely. Thing, right? Definitely. It is cultural. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with that one. Yes. <laughs> because I mean, I, as we, uh, you know, we talked about earlier, um, you know, I mean, we depended on that. Gospel music was what, was what took us through some of those trials and some of those tribulations that we went through back in the day. And of course, it had just you know, came on down to today, uh, and we have traditional gospel music, uh, contemporary, and, and we have urban, which is getting a little bit more off into more of the hip-hoppy uh, R&B styles, but uh, but we still, we're still doing our gospel traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, you mentioned the upbeat, and definitely when I think of gospel music, it's like get up uh, and dance type yeah, of music, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm wondering if there's any like specific instruments that are used in gospel music or, I mean, is is that a thing? <laughs> are there any specific <laughs> instruments? Well, I tell you what, these days, uh, these musicians pull out everything. Oh. Uh, yes, it, it's it's different. You know, the music is a little bit different. But um, 
yeah, more drum beats, louder, I can tell you that for sure, because I have noticed, you know, even uh, back in the day, there was a gentleman that was here. Uh, he's somewhere else now, but his name was Don Pope, and he played uh, the saxophone. And at that time, he, his thing was bringing uh, the Christians together in the community. So um, we did uh, singing several, a lot of white churches at that time. He, w- he made us, you know, made sure that he made that available to us. And we sang at the malls and all of that when we was with him. And uh, so, yes, uh, we did notice in singing some of the white churches that uh, our gospel music, we sing the mics and so forth is a lot louder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when you sing at the white churches, you have to tone it down a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Or most of the time, I think they tone it down because they want to make sure that you don't blow up their instruments. Right. But, yes, it, it's a little different, but it's it's still all good. Right, yeah. It's art. It's art still. <laughs> um, I am interested in your process of, of writing a, a song. Uh, where does the inspiration come from? Is there a certain event that leads you to write a song? Or when well, do you know you have to write one? When I first started writing, because one thing about it, you can sing, but a lot of singers don't write. Mm-hmm. You know, So that's another gift. Right. That's, that's the best way to put it, that it's a gift from God. And uh, when he gives you those words, uh, it is to inspire, to uplift, or to encourage somebody. Like I've been singing this song called Hold On for years. Mm -hmm. And I wrote that. I'm talking when I first started to write. And I was a teen then. And I've been writing. uh, That song is still, you know, it's because of the words. I I think you mentioned it. Mm -hmm. uh, The words uh, just hold on. There's so many people that's going through. And believe me, it's not just black. Everybody's going through something. Mm -hmm. And so those words are to encourage you to just hold on when you're going through. Because there's a scripture that I love that says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. So if you can just hold on, you know, so many people uh, commit suicide and all of that when they're going through some trials and tests. But if they could just hold on to the next day. You know, God will, will send something, something would happen, you know, to change everything. Right. So if you can just hold on. So, yes, he, he wanted me to encourage the people mm-hmm. of God. So that's why he started letting me write songs. And I thank God for that gift. Right. Yes. And I mean, I know you had mentioned that sometimes it even comes at night, right, where you well, an idea pops up. Well, what I was saying was when I first started uh, writing, I would be sometimes sleep in my mm-hmm. sleep. And uh, the Lord would wake me up. And, well, I would be hearing it in my spirit. And, of course, I'd have the song, the words. I'd have the the uh, melody, all of that. And so what I would do is, at first, I used to just keep sleeping. I'd say, I'll get it tomorrow. Then when tomorrow would come, I would forget. So I learned to, when it came to me in my sleep, to get up and start writing it down and hope that I could still remember the melody the next day. Right. But usually when I did write it down and get to continue to work with it it would come to me so yes I have a lot of songs that I received in my sleep and that's how I knew you know when that happens hey this is something God wants you to do this is a gift this is a gift from God so I did I wrote I started a whole lot of songs writing in my sleep right it definitely (laughs) sounds like it comes from another plane of reality exactly yeah exactly all right you guys we will be going on a quick break but do not go anywhere we will be right back
Support for KAMU comes from the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. Like I had mentioned, it's Black History Month, so I do want to tie it back to the African-American people. Why do you think gospel music is so important to your community? Well, like I said, uh, it brought us through some things. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were uh, going through a lot, uh, you know where we go. (laughs) (laughs) Even from back from the slavery time and all Mm -hmm. of that, uh, the singing, you know, would get together and they would sing because that's all they could do. But uh, God would visit with them and visit with their spirits, and, and it kept them encouraged and, right. uh, you know, to go a little bit farther and to keep pushing, to keep pushing. And so that's why, you know, I think that music means a lot to us. Uh, it, was, it was coming from the heart. It comes from the heart, and it just works all the way up to the spirit and to the soul. Mm-hmm. And so it does. It's so encouraging. So, yes, very yeah. important to us because we've gone through a lot. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that, you know, some of the inspiration for gospel came from also spirituals, and that even specific spirituals were used to communicate amongst different groups, exactly. right? Exactly. So. Old hymnals. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, they had the hymn, hymnals, you know. But it did. It kept them going and kept them encouraged. Right. So, yes, gospel music is, oh, yeah, it has brought us a long way. Yeah. And I think it's going to continue to take us, you know, because it's, it's God's music. Right. That's what it is. It's coming from God, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, it, it, it's encouraging. I, and I love it. I can say that again, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah, that's very evident with your all of your accomplishments. It's very evident that you love gospel music. Uh, and I'm wondering, um, how do you see gospel evolving? Uh, how is it being applied to modern times? Well, it, it's, um, it's, it's up to date. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you have so many artists now that uh, we started out with traditionals. We have so many different genres, uh, contemporary. And we have an urban contemporary, which is more uh, closer to the R&B. And uh, we even have, I think you said you wasn't familiar with the hip-hop gospel. Right, yeah. I was yes, not. yes, we have the hip-hop gospel, uh, which is to reach the young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my son, uh, of course, my family is musically inclined. Right. And my son, he, he started out in hip-hop. But uh, the message wasn't a good message, I don't think, for the young people. But uh, his message later, is it, it came out. The first song I think that he did was very popular. Uh, it was called uh, I Pull My Pants Up. You know, you know how everybody's the sagging with the pants? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And it was uh, Pull Your Pants Up, and we going to church, you know. And it was very inspirational. I remember uh, uh, t- some kids, we were driving, going through the projects over on the east side of town, and it was a whole train of kids uh, that was just marching and singing, and they were singing that song. I'm going to church. I pull my pants up. I'm going to church. You know, so it. <laughs> that sounds like a good one. <laughs> it, it was, it, and then the older folk liked it as well. That's one thing about his ministry that I loved was the fact that a lot of hip hop is so fast. You know, you can't. And then I, I used to tell him when I did workshops. Uh, and I did a couple of uh, workshops where I, there was hip hoppers there, and I would tell them, "Listen, uh, y'all tone your music down just a little bit because what happened? They couldn't understand why it wasn't received well in the church, mm. but it was received well 
out in the streets. Mm -hmm. So I was letting them know that it's just a difference with the church. You got to tone it down a little bit because some of the most of the church is older folks sometimes. Right. And so when you boom, 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 you know, it just kind of, oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> But just tone it down a little bit and make sure the words are good and understood right. so they can understand that it's the message. And so he had, a, my, my son Punchin had a good message. And uh, that's what the older folks say. I don't like all of it, but I love, I love Punchin. Mm -hmm. So I, I thank God for that. I mean, that's a great strategy even to get younger people interested. Exactly. Yeah. It, but it did work well for the young people. And he mm -hmm. has a little daughter now that's called Journey. And she's nine years old, and she's already doing it. She's oh, really? that girl journey from Houston, wow. Texas, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, being received very well. Awesome. Well, that'll be fourth generation yes. musician. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I mean, I know that for me, uh, I'm a, a singer myself, so I love watching people sing. Like, and I've seen a lot of really great gospel singers on TikTok. Even oh, <laughs> that has yes. exposed me to a lot of different singers. So. I mean, I, I just think it's growing. Gospel music is growing it, a it lot. It is growing. Mm -hmm. It's definitely growing. It right. definitely is. Mm -hmm. And uh, we thank God for that. Um, I mean, I know now you're, you're managing Twins and Friends. They right. just released a, their newest album, The Big Return. Yes. Can you talk to us a little bit about Twins and Friends and who they are to you? Okay. Well, Twins and Friends, uh, two, of the two of the young ladies, uh, Sherika and Erica, those are my daughters, okay. uh, twin daughters. And they've been singing ever since they were seven years old. They started with me. I, we were called uh, Gloria Twins and Friends. <laughs> and so my friends, the Twins and Friends, uh, after I decided to retire myself, and I made it a youth group because once they became teens, you know, they had a little different style. I felt like they wanted to, you know, go out and reach more young people. Right. So I kind of let them go ahead and go forward. And they sang for a while, and then uh, they stopped. Uh, and my daughter still continued as just twins. But back to Twins and Friends, uh, they hadn't sang in maybe about 20 years. And so uh, I had an anniversary service that was back in May, and I had them to come in to sing. And so when they came and sang that fever, I guess they got that fever. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so they would say, hey, we want to sing, you know. So mm -hmm. I said, well, that's wonderful, so let's do this. So they all came back together, and in October we did our CD release and our comeback concert. In October of 23. And so we've been doing it ever since. We decided to come together, do a CD. Uh, our musicians that play for us now is Jesse Wortham. And his, uh, he has his brothers and so forth that play with them. But uh, they, they did our CD. And uh, they play our music. Right. I mean, I, I know that also Twins and Friends is going to be recognized on Yes, a thank scale. you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, this... Uh, February the mm -hmm. 15th through the 18th, uh, we're going down to Houston, Texas, to the Marriott Hobby Hotel for the Texas Gospel Music Excellence Awards. Oh, wow. And uh, we all have won a lot of awards uh, through the Texas Music Awards. And this year, twins at, the twins will be receiving uh, the Trailblazer Award. Wow. Uh, because they have been in this thing for 32 years. Mm -hmm. Again, they started at age seven. And they have been consistent uh, in the ministry. So they're going to be receiving uh, Trailblazer Awards. It's going to be at the at the luncheon, which will be at 1 o'clock that Saturday, the 17th. And then also we will also be singing um, 
on the at the awards that's amazing i mean i encourage everyone to support uh what gloria is doing and uh we will be listening to uh some songs from the new album the big return from twins and friends but before we get to that i wanted you to remind the audience where they can find you your social media or um any upcoming shows that you will have okay well i don't you know what uh, i don't have uh instagram and none, none, but i do have a facebook page facebook. And uh, they can go to uh, Gloria Cooks. Uh, I have a Facebook page, Gloria Cooks. And then I have another one uh, for the Gloria Cooks Gospel Show page. So I have both of those pages. And they can go to those pages anytime. (laughs) Hook me up on Facebook, Gloria Cooks. And uh, also, let me just mention that if there are any artists that's interested, independent gospel artists that's interested in appearing on my Gloria Cooks Gospel Show, mm-hmm. uh, we'd like for you to hook me up, uh, get in touch with me, and uh, we would love to show you on the show. I, I started out, my my son does my show, he produces it, mm-hmm. and uh, so what he, what we do, a lot of times, we he downloads from YouTube uh, a lot of the artists, and most of them are the major professional artists, mm-hmm. and of course, it makes for a real good show. Oh, yes. But I, I wanted to support and promote more independent artists because these are the artists that striving and struggling to get where those artists are. Right. So I want to support those artists. So if there's an independent artist out there that's listening and they desire to be on the Gloria Cooks Gospel Show, uh, we serve, we go into over 1,200 homes uh, in the Brazos Valley and the Central Texas areas. Wow. And uh, uh, we also, I mean, we've, it's it's we've been there now for 13 years well 12 years so uh we've reached a lot of audiences nursing homes hospitals uh lady called me the other day well she texted me and let me know that her son said he works for the waco detention center and on sunday mornings the gloria cook show is all over that center (laughs) and those guys are having fun they're praising god they are and so that's what it's all about Mm-hmm. We want to reach the people. We want to inspire, uplift, and encourage. Right. So if these artists are interested, just uh, send their video to my, my son, mm-hmm. Pontanius at yahoo.com. Okay. Uh, that's that's where they send it, and he can approve it, make sure that it's, you know, good quality. Pontanius at yahoo.com. Then they can text me, Gloria Cooks, at, at uh, 979-219-7788. Perfect. They can text me and then I'll give them further information as to what to do. Mm-hmm. I love that you're even helping other groups that are still trying to get on their feet. That's uh, my I think goal. That's so special. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for stopping by and teaching me about your art of gospel music. Yes, I've enjoyed it. Alrighty, now we will be listening to an excerpt of one of the songs in Twins and Friends' new album, The Big Return. This is Hold On, written by Gloria Cooks herself. Jesus will make it all right. All you have to do is just hold on. Hold on. Jesus, Jesus will, will make it all right. Hold on, my sisters. Hold on. Jesus will. Jesus will make it all right. Hold on, my brothers. Yeah. Hold on. Jesus will. Jesus will make yes, it he will. Sickness, 
disappointments Through your heartaches and your pain If you can just hold on Jesus, we I'm Hector Nino, and you've been listening to The Heart of Art, a production of 90.9 KAMU-FM. You can find all of our shows anytime at kamu.tamu.edu. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. The Heart of Art is sponsored in part by the Texas A&M University Art Galleries, which includes the Stark and Forsyth Galleries located inside the MSC. The galleries provide a variety of opportunities to experience art exhibitions, events, and hands-on activities. More information at uart.tamu.edu.